Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome back to the I Am Mom podcast. I'm your host, Dimple Aurora. Here at the podcast, we aim to provide a broad range of insights into the life of being a mom while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Now, all moms have mega responsibilities. And what if your responsibilities extend into the public eye as a public service representative in a position in which you are voted in by the people? Today, we are speaking with Samira Ali. She is the town counselor for Ward 4 in Milton, Ontario, Canada, which is only about 15 minutes from, from where I live in Oakville. She's a longtime resident of Milton. She is blessed to call Canada her home for the past two decades. She's also an amazing mom of four kids with her eldest recently starting university. Samira has over 15 years of experience in marketing and communications and a master's degree in international relations and political science. She's a passionate, driven woman of color, which is why I'm so excited to have this conversation. She's bringing change. She's bringing order to her local town, to changing the paradigms for women of color. I'm so excited because especially being a Muslim woman, woman in this position, such as yours, it's not the norm. And we're definitely seeing the tides change. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Dimple. Thank you for this marvelous introduction. Thank you. You certainly have done your research. (laughs) (laughs) And um, maybe the viewers don't know that you and I used to be neighbors. You used to be in Milton before. So I'm very, very happy to be on your podcast and want to say a big hi and hello to all the listeners and watchers. And um, yeah, I'm here and call myself a change maker. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You're definitely a change maker, bringing so much uh, change in so many different areas. And yes, you are a wonderful friend of mine and neighbor of mine. And we have had some great memories and experiences together for sure. So, I mean, it's not every day that a woman, a Muslim woman of color decides to go into politics. Now, can you share a little bit about your journey? Like, how did you get to this point? Because right now, I just want to tell our listeners, we're in the middle of a municipal election. And the election day is on October 24th, which is fast approaching. And Samira is running for regional councillor of Milton. And uh, for her ward, Ward four. And how did you get to this point, Samira? <laughs> Lots of blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no easy way to put it, but let me just say everything is online and visible to all the people who want to research me. Um, it's been a journey, you know, a journey of self-discovery, so to speak, because how do you get elected? You get elected by knocking doors and having those valuable conversations at the doors. The conversations not only let you discover the issues on the ground, what difference you can make, but also help you discover yourself. You, you find out what kind of person you are. How thick is your skin? How can you digest and process constructive criticism? And in the end, also try to discover how you can go about getting those results and solutions. Because yes, everybody can get up and say, you know, I will do this. I will bring about change. But the real answer and the question is how? Mm -hmm. That requires research, that requires education, that requires learning. And so um, I got here by doing all those things and making sure that, you know, whenever I saw a gap in my community, be it through volunteer work or committees or board service, I just was there pre presenting myself to be an option that people could look, look at. And um, and then I was also working hard. And, and that's true for all of us moms and women we are hard workers we are multitaskers so while we're raising our families we also aspire to bring about a productive positive change in the community much like yourself dimple you inspire me every day let me say that thank you so much thank you so much i love what you said about the personal development piece it honestly is like a crash course on personal development really viewing yourself as that authentic person showing up as authentically you while taking cr constructive criticism and you do need to have a thick skin for that and yeah, absolutely and absolutely. how yes absolutely how has your experience been as the ward four counselor in Milton like what have you enjoyed the most I mean there's what are some of the challenges thank you Dimple um, it has been the honor of my life to represent the Southwest Best of Milton as the local counselor for the past four years. And does it have challenges? Yes, I had challenges and nothing in life is without challenges. But how you get out of that challenge and what you learn from it and what is the education piece is what matters. And so um, the learning curve for me as a new counselor back in 2018 was that I also have to be an educator because a lot of people don't understand what a local counselor does. Um, and they sometimes will confuse your role with perhaps an MPP's role or an MP's role and perhaps call you for their parents' visa process mm -hmm. or a, a, a ministry of education matter. And so you also have to be an educator to kind of let people know as a counselor, I can help with your parking ticket. I can help with your snow removal process. If your park looks dirty, we can send staff over to clean it up um, and many more uh, local counselor related things. But other than that, I can be an advocate for you. I can triage things to your MPP and your MP, but that's where it ends for me um, to be an advocate for you on provincial and federal matters. And so that was a little bit of a learning curve and also understanding that people will only call me when there is a problem. And when <laughs> you have a problem, you will be upset and you will be, you know, um, sometimes very angry. So mm -hmm. that itself was a learning curve for me to kind of manage those expectations, um, to be also someone who always has a kind listening ear available. So people can, you know, went and then out of that venting, 
it is my job to extract what the issue is and what solutions I can provide. And so to be able to provide those solutions, I had to educate myself on um, building, building permit processes, um, our operational matters on our zoning issues, planning issues, heritage matters. And so over the past four years, I have educated and grown so much um, in my skill set, in my personality, and, and, and in, even in, as a spiritual uh, person. Yeah, that is incredible because yeah. there's there's no degree for this. No. <laughs> right. This is self-study. Yes, self-study, self-awareness, uh, yeah. learning how to be an empathetic listener, extracting solutions. I love all the points you made here. And, you know, the voter turnout for municipal elections, it's disturbingly low. Yes, it is. And as someone who hasn't followed politics much in my life until recently, I believe it's because the education is really not there for the residents to really understand the difference between the federal responsibilities, the provincial responsibilities, the municipal responsibilities. So I'm glad that you pointed some of that out because I was gonna ask you like, what exactly does the town and regional counselor do and what are they responsible for? And what's the difference between the town counselor and the regional counselor? Okay, perfect question. So mm -hmm. let me really get into the thick of it. And let me tell you that a town councillor is your front line of democracy. So mm -hmm. when you wake up, you turn on the water, that is your hydro, that is a municipal thing. You get on the road, your streets, your parking, your traffic, that is a municipal thing. Everything that affects your daily life, day-to-day -day life, is your municipal councillor and municipal body of government that deals with those issues. So mm -hmm. Uh, that is what a local counselor does too. So as a local counselor for the past four years, I've been helping thousands of residents with their parking issues, snow removal issues, speeding mm -hmm. issues on streets. So we get traffic studies started. And if the criteria is met, then we add um, stop signs, pedestrian crossovers, many more traffic calming tools there. And then of course, um, at the council table, we make important decisions. So mm -hmm. for example, um, a building, let's say it's being proposed six to seven stories somewhere in my ward. Mm -hmm. So it's my job to listen to the area residents and vote accordingly on council. So if the area residents don't want it, then I should not support it. And so I'm really proud to share that in the past four years, I have voted in accordance with what the area residents wanted and where they did not want a building, I did not support it. And of course, if there were technical reasons for not supporting it, I did not support it. But in case that the residents were okay with it and all the tech technical requirements were, were met, mm -hmm. I also supported it. And also getting you parks, you know, how many parks you have in your area and how those parks are maintained. And mm -hmm. if there's littering around your area, it all comes under your local counselor's um, purview. And at the regional level, then it gets higher level because at the regional level is where all the monies that come from all of the municipalities in Halton region are pooled in one bucket. And how those monies are allocated project by project, municipality by municipality, those decisions are made at the regional council. A good example of that is the Britannia Road expansion, as you can see, it recently has been completed. It was not done before. 
And I believe the reason for the delay is that I think Milton should have done better to advocate for it, to fight for it. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope to make that difference. Should I be elected as the regional counselor for my ward to be that squeaky wheel that keeps asking for things that the community needs? You know, mm -hmm. one of the things I hear and sorry, Dimple, I keep I keep going on and on. Um, but one of the things that I hear on uh, when I talk to people at the doors, when I knock doors, they tell me that, you know, the infrastructure does not match our growth. We see a lot of houses. We see a lot of warehouses. Where are the jobs? Where are the road expansions? Where are the community centers that are needed to absorb this growth of people? Mm -hmm. We have one of the youngest population in Canada. Our median age is 34-year-olds. And when 34-year-olds move to Milton, they obviously have very young kids. What are we doing to provide more spots to these youngsters at the community facilities for recreation and sports? These are really big questions. And this is what your municipality deals with. In the last four years, I've been able to add five new parks to Ward 4 and uh, really happy to share that we have a district park coming into Ward 4 as well, as well as a community center. But that's all in the pipeline. It mm -hmm. will happen in the next four or five years, which is why I would like to represent the ward again as the regional counselor this time so we can get those monies faster and get the facilities ready faster, cricket pitches, squash courts that the community wants faster um, so that our infrastructure matches our growth. Wow, wow, It's there's so much, there's yes. so much. And you know, recently I've been helping a friend canvas here as well in Oakville and I'm learning so much from the residents. And even just having moved into this area, I didn't realize that there are so many you know, things with the parking, the community centers, these are huge mega issues that affect our daily living. Yes. Right. Our daily yes. living. Which is why it's so important. And, you know, you brought up the subject of, um, you know, voter turnout. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you see a lower voter turnout is because there are no parties involved at this level of government. It is nonpartisan municipal government. And so when the candidates are running, they matter the most, which is why I encourage all the viewers in whatever municipality they are in to do proper research on the candidates. Make sure that the candidate you um, have on the ballot are qualified, have mm -hmm. the experience that is required to, be, to represent you, to fight for you, to get you the things that you and your kids deserve, mm -hmm. and is, are also um, able to communicate with you easily, are approachable, are accessible, because when your need is real and it's urgent, you want you want that person to pick your phone. You want that person to respond to your email right away. Because your issue could be a hydro issue, water's pooling up in your backyard. Your mm -hmm. issue is, is a snow removal issue. You're stuck in snow and you cannot go to work. You yes. need a counselor who will pick up that phone right away, will answer your email right away. So make sure you do your research. Make sure that the, um, the, the candidate is qualified because there is no party involved. So you will have to do your own research. And that is why I think the voter turnout is low. Mm -hmm. With the parties, there's big money involved. Um, the parties bring forward their own volunteers, um, uh, donations, and that helps candidates, you know, um, sell their platforms at the doors. Um, here, 
candidate by candidate, you're your own party, you're your own platform, um, so you're you're the own leader for your party. So it's all you at the doors. So it's it's harder in a way. It's actually harder to campaign as a municipal uh, candidate. Absolutely, and and that those financial resources for a candidate are personal as well. Yes. Yes, right. absolutely. So you have to put in your own money as well. And a lot of people I know, because it's one ward, um, you know, the ward I represent has uh, the population of 20,000 people out of which 17,000 are voters. Mm -hmm. um, and for that kind of uh, a population, you need at least $10,000, I must say, uh, to run a good campaign with multiple literature drops and um, feeding your volunteers after canvassing for hours. Um, getting those uh, flyers printed, um, some t-shirts printed for your volunteers. So it takes a, and the signs, oh my God, the signs are the biggest expense, like thousands of dollars, you know? The so you signs. $5,000, yeah. The signs, <laughs> the signs are doors. everywhere. They're the everywhere. Sign wars. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they are everywhere. And, yeah. uh, and people who keep seeing a lot of these signs, they don't, you know, especially when there's a lot of town councilors running, maybe nine, in the area, people do need to do their research. And yes. I wanted to actually clarify this. Is there any criteria for entering as a candidate? So the criteria is very simple. It's just as good as not having any criteria. <laughs> Basically, you have to be an 18 year old residing in that uh, municipality mm -hmm. or having an address in that municipality. So you could be residing somewhere else, but if you have a property, let's say in Milton, you can run for Milton. So um, that's it. Um, and you sign up, you registered, you have to get 20, I believe, nominations, 25 nominations um, signed in, and then you submit those and the clerk will verify those nominations, will verify your background. I don't know what, what they do to verify it, but basically everybody who registered is okayed is what I've seen in my life. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's not as, as stringent as party vetting processes. That's for sure. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Cause I, I've always wondered right, about that. Now you, you've expressed some ambition for why you're running in the current election as regional counselor. And what are the top issues that you want to address? I mean, for example, once you are elected. Yeah, no, thank you so much. One mm -hmm. of the top things that I uh, am going to, going to repeat myself is funding allocation. I feel like Milton has been ignored at the Halton Regional Council in the past years, and I hope to make a difference there. Um, uh, also want to say that I'm passionate about intermunicipal transit. Currently, we have a lot of young people who go to universities and take go bus or go train. Uh, we don't have frequency of go bus or go train as much as we would like. So as a substitute, I would love to see if we can have, let's say, an Oakville Milton bus or an o Burlington Milton bus. Uh, we recently started a, a Milton Halton Hills bus that goes to the Milton Premium Outlet Plaza. And I'm really proud to share that it, was, it came out of a motion that I brought forward along with my colleague on council, Christina Tether Dirksen. And that was unanimously approved. And now for the first time, we have an intermunicipal bus um, that goes on steel between Milton and Halton Hill. So I want to do more of this and I want to build strong relationships uh, with Halton, 
um, counselors, so Oakville counselors, Bur Burlington counselors, so that in in those relationships, because of those relationships, we're we're able to get majority votes mm -hmm. on things that are important for Milton. So intermunicipal transit, I'm very passionate about cycling. So we have a world class facility like the Milton Velodrome. I think we mm -hmm. should use it more, promote it more. We should turn Milton into a cycling town where everybody is safely able to cycle into safe bike lanes. So we have much work to do. And I think a funding that comes from the region of Halton will really help us in that area because I've tried it at the local level, but I fail to always get majority support on council because of it, because of the cost pressures associated with doing such things so that I'm very passionate about I'm also passionate about jobs so I know from a lot of people like yourself Dimple moms who you know uh, want to be able to work close to home so that they can drop their child to school go to work come back and you know still be close to home or be close to where the child goes to study so I'm really passionate about working at the region of Halton to see if our next growth mm -hmm. is actually employment growth as opposed to residential growth, because I think we have enough residential growth. We have so many houses everywhere. We have so many warehouses everywhere. I think our next employment growth has to be office jobs for the most highly educated population we have in Milton. Believe it or not, 75% of Miltonians have a um, graduate degree. Um, yeah. which is higher than Ontario average or Canada average. So we really need to cater better to the people who live here. Younger families, highly educated families, lots of young kids. So our town should reflect that in what we do. And so these are the few key things I'm passionate about, but more details under the priorities tab are available on my website, samiraali.com. I love that. I love that you really sparked something in me when you mentioned the mom work life balance being yeah. close to home for our kids, because as a mom of four yourself, you understand the needs of children and, and the struggles as a mom. And it brings me to my next question. I mean, being a public figure, you have a responsibility at home, you have a responsibility to the people. I wanted to ask you, I mean, you brought up that point about being accessible. Mm. Honestly, Samara, every day when I check my messages, it's I'm being sold at from everywhere, right? Being sold at, uh, being uh, time time commitment is requested. You, know, it's the life of of a busy mom, right? Or in in a in a position where you're offering and being serve of service to the people. How do you juggle this? How do you balance this, this busyness and being there and being accessible and then being there for your family? I mean, do you have some systems in place at home? Tell us, <laughs> tell us, this yes. is the you most important word. You question. said the key word, which is systems and it's organization. So you have to be a really masterful organizer to be able to juggle everything and keep the balls in the air. And so I have a super planned Google calendar that is shared by myself, my husband, all of my children who have who are able to use internet, which is all four of them now. My little one turned eight, so love it. <laughs> He's teaching us actually internet things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 
so we share the calendar. Anybody has anything, they all know they have to plug it in for mom to be able to either manage it, deliver on it, or uh, show up to it. So all of the things are in the Google family calendar. Um, the meal plan calendar is also synced in. So I know exactly what I'm making, yeah. what day and what day we are ordering out. And then kids are also, um, my kids are also very helpful. My husband is a very um, supportive spouse. Let me just say that I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do in my political world without his support. Let me just say that because he's there to help me out when I can't and he's help, he's there to support me when I can. So uh, really, it is so important for the spouse to be supportive. And like they say in the political world, the mm -hmm. first vote for any position that you intend to run for should be from your spouse. Once you have that vote, only then put your name on the ballot. So I've been fortunate enough that whatever I've wanted to do, I've been able to have that first vote from my spouse. And then he's been also able to kind of help me managing the campaign, uh, managing the volunteers. Uh, many days on a good weather day, we will all go out together as a family to knock doors. And then after we are done, we'll just go have a nice lunch or dinner somewhere. So turning mm -hmm. this political life into family time is very important for me because family is top priority and serving the community is also a top priority. So how can I make it work together is how I canvas together and campaign together and uh, make sure that the kids don't feel left out right mm -hmm. so that's how I I try it I I am definitely not perfect every day is a new day has new challenges so we keep trying as we go we keep pivoting as we go molding ourselves as we go and so far it's been working well that is incredible I mean your kids are becoming masters at organizing which is such an important skill it's an important life, life skill too you know for them to learn and to uh, keep with them and take with their life I mean none of us parents are going to be there forever our parents are not there forever so mm -hmm. we have to train them in a way where they're also independent but that we also have comfort in knowing that they are capable enough to be independent and I think yes. that comes from you know kind of putting some responsibility on them, but also being there to support them should they need help. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the calendar because in syncing it with the family, we have a very colorful, color-coded calendar going in our house. And honestly, it has been a lifesaver. Yes. I feel like it is imperative. Yes. And I actually run most of my life by this calendar at this yeah. point but having these systems in place I, the meal plan every week uh, without the meal plan we as a family we're lost right so of course I can't even imagine for you because you have so many social commitments and places to be and people to support and events to show up to and that is not easy how do you manage your own personal social life with the social life of the community now that is something that truly has taken a back seat mm -hmm. um, of course anything you do where you give it your 200 percent, you have to make a compromise somewhere and so my compromise has been on my own personal social life uh, my own personal you know me time um, but i try to kind of include it to a point where 
as much as I can, um, not ignore it completely because it is important for me to function mm -hmm. at 100% to also have some downtime, to have a, a day to myself where I do things that make me relaxed and uh, in touch with my inner self. Yes. I do take time out for that. Um, but when it comes to social commitments, um, I do have to be at a lot of events um, because I want to support the organizers and the good work they do, I try to show up there. But I also try to take one of my kids with me. So they get to have fun too. And they get to know people. So we take turns. Um, and there are good days when everybody's ready. And bad days when there are lots of rolling eyes and groans. Yes. <laughs> but you have to manage that. And, um, you know, us moms are good at dealing with that. So it works out well. But then there are, there are you know, some exceptions where I just don't compromise on my social yeah. interaction so if it's my child's birthday I I will definitely put that on top of the list and just excuse myself from any social invitation yeah and and I'm sure you've developed this amazing art of saying no in a kind and tactful way because you have you have so many boundaries to manage and you yeah. like you said there are so many people that you want to support. That's the thing. It's yeah. showing people that, yes, I do support you. I love what you're doing. I want to be there for your event, yeah. right? And yeah. it's definite, definitely a juggling act, one that I admire you so much for. Thanks, Temple. I know you're someone who's been involved with nonprofit as well. And so you know better than anybody else. It's so hard. The nonprofit mm -hmm. industry is so hard to manage it is completely grants and funding based first of all all the salaries and the payments come from grants and funding so there's always this air of what if we don't get the funding oh my gosh the whole project will shut down first yeah. of all secondly it's mostly volunteer based too so mm -hmm. one or two people are getting paid rest of the whole team is volunteers and volunteers come and go so people who put together events who are nonprofits, that's why I want to support them because I know it's so hard for them to do even one event. And I know how many strings they had to pull, how many favors they had to get, how difficult the funding was to get sponsors. So that's why I try to show up and you know give my support because if there's any light I can shine on the good work they do, let me do that for them. Um, and uh, Hopefully that will help them grow better and get more eyes on the good work they do and get more fundings for them, you know? Mm -hmm. What I love about you is that you work from the heart, right? And you're always considerate and thinking about what the other person can gain from your contribution. I love that. Thank you. And, you, you know, you have, there's a, there's a huge uh, community in, in Milton of uh, Muslim residents. Yeah. And do you find that as a Muslim woman in this position that you've had to face um, some challenges or obstacles related to that personally? Yes. So um, I wouldn't say from the community because community has given me a lot of support. The reason I got elected is because the community came out mm -hmm. to vote mm -hmm. and I will forever be thankful for that. And I look forward to getting the same kind of support come October 24th. Uh, but having said that, you know, when you knock doors, you meet all kinds of people. There have been some challenges where a door was slammed on my face because the person asked if I was Muslim. And I said, yes, and said, but never vote for a Muslim and slammed the door. Mm -hmm. But let me say um, that was just one person out of maybe 300 people. 
Um, so it's not something that would slow me down or, you know, keep me doing from what I'm doing. Um, but, I, but on council, um, in the real world, it has, it has been harder because of the color of my skin, because of uh, how my name sounds, um, because I'm the other person. Um, I feel it. It is relevant. It is there. It is prevalent. Um, Halton can dare not say that there is no racism in Halton. There is 100% racism to the point they actually started a show on your TV Halton called Diverse Perspectives with uh, Lena Sharma Sait and um, uh, Tina McEwen. Um, all three of us got together. Um, we talked a lot about diversity, inclusion, equity. Um, we all have volunteered in the nonprofit world. We have heard a lot of real-time stories of women, you know, leaving the fields because doors were shut and walls were high and the glass ceilings uh, were not just glass ceilings, but they were thick glass ceilings, you mm. know, took, it took years of chipping away to even break the glass ceiling. So, um we thought about starting a show on your tv halton to kind of highlight the diversity in our region but not only to highlight but to also let people know that you know immigrants from all backgrounds are working together to make halton the excellent place it is to live in it's not happening magically it's not happening because there is a wizard you know, waving his wand and then all the crimes are going away and Halton is a great mm -hmm. place to live in. It's because people like you and me are working hard every day to deliver mm -hmm. results. And so the whole idea of the show, Diverse Perspectives, was to highlight the good work diverse communities are doing in our community. And um, that's, I, that's what I have to say about this topic. And I guess at the end of the day, Dimple, I think it comes down to us. Mm -hmm. um, I say that about myself. I think the onus is on me to be um, to be uh, doing the good work, but also helping others, you know, mm -hmm. going up, but also lending that hand down to pull someone up uh, who can fill the space. And so the chain of goodness and good work can continue. That is so beautifully and well said. And being a resident of Halton for a while. I, I was actually a teacher even in, in Halton back 20 years ago. Okay. And uh, I know that there, there, is, there has been great change and strides made in the areas of, of diversity. At one point, I was the only colored teacher in, on wow. staff in the entire school and yeah. the entire high school. And there's been great strides made and you're right it's because people are creating the change people are doing the work and and showing up and trying to break those glass ceilings yeah. and actually shatter them permanently right Absolutely. hopefully and with that being said i mean there's so much wisdom that we can pass on to our children personally yeah. from this and what do you want you know young people to know what do you want them to know I want them to know that first and, first and foremost, the pandemic has been hard for our young people. Mm -hmm. uh, and by young people, I mean anybody who is either a child 
but also, you know, young people in their 20s who yeah. would qualify as youth. For mm -hmm. the people in 20s, it's been hard to find accommodation that is affordable. For people in their 20s, it's been hard to find a job after they got out of the university. Um, and for the people in 20s, it's been hard to even pay their paychecks. So many had to actually move back to their parents' houses because they were unable to afford, you know, living independently. Um, and that's what I've heard. And, and to the young people who are in schools, pandemic was hard for them because learning from home was difficult. Um, they were regressing in their social skills. So it was very, very hard for them to kind of continue the friendships they had. And mm -hmm. at one point, a lot of the young people lost a lot of friends and uh, struggled then to find and make new friends because it was all online. And so the young people, I would say, um, take heart, you are not alone and that you are enough. Whatever you're doing is enough. Whatever you bring to the table is enough and that you have exciting things coming up for you. Have hope, have heart and keep trying your best. Your best is good enough. And that's what I wanna tell the young people. And I want them to know that I'm here to help in any way I can. I've, it's been an honor for me to be the counselor on the Milton Youth Task Force. I got to work with hundreds of young people in Milton who shared their ideas, who, said, who shared ideas on how we can bring art and culture to Milton, how we can make transit better for youth in Milton, how we can uh, make Milton a better, greener, more uh, ecologically conscious, more environmentally safe place for young people. And I have taken all of those learnings and teachings from the young people, and I hope to apply those in the future should I have the honor to be elected a ward for regional counselor. I hope to do better and more for our youth. They are so smart, so inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, I thought when I was appointed at the Milton Youth Task Force as the counselor that I could teach them a thing or two. I ended up learning hundreds and hundreds of things from these young, intelligent people. They are our greatest teachers, aren't they? And I, I'm so happy that you've had an opportunity to do this work with the youth as well in the community, because not only are you gaining the perspective from the young people, but you're able to better represent the community you know, with with the multitude of perspectives from all the residents. So I think that's such a an amazing um, gift that you've been yeah. uh, been able to to have, and and obviously it's helped you in uh, in representing the community as well because you understand all those sides. So it's I, I love I love that you were working with the Milton Task Force and in such a progressive way. Yeah. as well so yeah so when I got on the Milton Youth Task Force um, things were being done in a very traditional way mm -hmm. and the staff member that was managing the team I got down with her I sat down with her and I said uh, she was like counselor what would you like to see um, in this term of the Youth Task Force and I said I would like to see uh, a lot of independence and leadership being given to the students. Mm -hmm. Let's give them the power. Let's see what they do with the power we give them. So a lot of the things that then happened through the youth task force were all 100% youth led. We were there to guide them to mm -hmm. be resourceful and give them the resources they needed. But anything they did was student led. They had events, they had awards night, they had um, 
a, a mobile game stop they did by themselves. And we were there to provide them all the opportunities and guidance. Uh, but it was all student-led and it developed great project management skills in them, leadership skills in them, team work, and um, also constructive criticism that they received from peers mm -hmm. also helped them grow as a person. And one thing that I really was happy to start for the youth task force was to have our town staff come mm -hmm. in and give them um, career advice on various municipal fields because as you might have known that you know in, in a lot of cultures especially our culture you know there's just few professions you want your kids to go to like yeah. you know, be a doctor engineer if nothing works be a teacher <laughs> mm -hmm. be a lawyer so mm -hmm. um like i told you before after becoming a counselor i just delved into this amazing world of municipal um workings and i found out about urban planning and permit processes and operations and so i uh, we started this process of having our staff come in our financial staff communications department our hr person our planning department all came in one by one to let the kids know about all the exciting fields they could actually go yeah. to in the future and um the idea was to get them uh, involved in municipal world and the municipal work. So perhaps in the future, you know, our own uh, young kids who live here, Miltonians, could perhaps work at the town of Milton or run for office here, you know, just to develop that passion in them. Yeah, that's a that's such a great opportunity for them to work with you as well. Yeah. And and have that uh, education because you're right. Young kids need to be educated on what employment is available out there, what career choices are out there for them, because there are the typical career choices. And today there's such a wide array of choices that people don't even and some careers haven't even been uh, invented yet at this point. Right. So it's such a good thing. And I know we're we can talk for hours. Um, I have a few more questions here. I, I have to ask you, you cannot afford to get sick in this position. So what do you do to keep your immune system up? Um, that's a great question. I'm really bad at taking care of myself, Dimple. I'll be the first person to confess. <laughs> so please you're feel free you're telling to me. <laughs> you're telling me of all people. <laughs> Feel free to lecture me, but uh, one thing that I really do uh, is drink a lot of herbal teas. I feel like that really keeps my immunity up. Uh, and anytime I feel like something coming on, I start taking my vitamins and I do drink a lot of soup. I'm a soup person, by the way. <laughs> I drink it. a lot of uh, I drink a lot of uh, bone broth, so I do that a lot because I like it and I find it delicious. And that's the only reason it does mm -hmm. have its own immunity benefits, but I, I do it because I love it. <laughs> so, no, that, that is so healthy. The bone broth is so healthy, right? With yeah. all the collagen and all that stuff. Yeah. And sorry, I'm just moving around because of this sun in my eyes, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's great that, you know what, right there, you're getting so many nutrients um, yeah. in that. So that that's a great answer, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> now, I, I know that you've done so much. Um, you 
are definitely uh, ambitious, continuing on this journey. It has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. And I want to ask you, what are you most grateful for from this experience? What are you most grateful for? What are you looking forward to the most on this continued journey? Thank you so much. It is so gratifying, Dimple, that when people reach out to me and I'm able to provide a solution, there is no better feeling, you know, to mm. give someone that relief that they were looking for, be it their, you know, unfair parking ticket that they got or they have family over, they don't know where to park the car or um, they were stuck and the snowplow came and just cleared the road because they just called me five minutes ago. Hats off to our staff, by the way, they do a great job. Uh, I wouldn't be able to, you know, um, get that uh, thanks from the resident if, if it wasn't for the staff getting on the job right away. So mm -hmm. um, that is the biggest, I, I would say, the biggest thing that I have uh, enjoyed in my um, term as a local counselor is to be able to provide solutions. There are, there are instances when something that someone had reached out to me is, is heart-wrenching and it breaks my heart. But then as a counselor, there's nothing I can do to help them because it comes under a federal jurisdiction or a provincial. And the most I can do is pick up the phone and personally call the MPP and personally call the MP mm. and kind of, you know, triage their request personally. But other than that, um, I'm not able to provide that, you know, that closure that you get mm. from, you know, providing that complete solution. So um, it can be challenging that way. But when I am able to, it really is the best, best feeling in the world. Um, and I hope in the future to be able to do the same because at the regional level is where the social services are. And you and I both know I'm really passionate about social services uh, with a background uh, for, you know, spanning over eight years in nonprofit social service. Um, I have worked with the Women's Center of Halton. I know during the pandemic, the, the violence against women and abuse against women, domestic abuse has tripled. And all of that comes under the regional banner. I hope to make a difference there uh, because currently, not to say that, you know, men are not passionate about it, 100% not saying that. But mm -hmm. as a woman myself, you know, when I hear about a story that is about a woman who is facing abuse, it affects me in a very personal way. Um, and so um, right now we do not have any female regional counselors for Milton. I hope to be the first one and I hope to make a difference in social services. Um, and if there was one thing I could say was something that made me feel very good and uh, something that I achieved was to get Milton its first wheelchair swing because um, Lisa reached uh, out to me and said her son Merrick um, had to drive over to Hamilton to be on a swing and that's the only time she was able to see her son smile and that just story touched my heart so much that I actually had a huge fight <laughs> internally with my staff um, my operations commissioner my CAO and they said no and I said I kept saying what about this project do we have money left over from this project I started opening up the budget and then they knew that Councillor Ali will not stop. And then um, thank God we were able to find extra monies to kind of provide that. 
And we were the first in Halton to do it. And then many other municipalities kind of followed suit and provided wheelchair swings to their community. So I'm very proud of that. If there's one thing I'm super proud of, it's that thing because I was able to be there when the swing was revealed and when Merrick got on the swing and he smiled and that smile was just worth it. Beautiful. That is such a beautiful accomplishment. And the one thing I love about your leadership is not only is it heart-centered, but it's this relentless persistence to get what you what you want, what the people want, that to achieve the goals. You are actually very goal driven, very results driven, and that is what makes you such a great candidate for Thank this. You. And I'm very very excited uh, for you. Tell us where our listeners can find you, learn more about you, and tell us about uh, the election date. What's happening with early voting in Milton? Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity, Dimple. Um, people can learn more about me on my website, samiraali.com. I have listed my list of accomplishments there. Um, everything that I've been able to achieve in the past four years is there for you to see. If you like the work I've done in the past four years, please consider me on the ballot. My name is on top of the list, Samira Ali, under the regional councillor category for Ward 4. Advanced polling has started October 10th till 14th, which is today and tomorrow. You can go to Hugh Foster Hall to vote for me. And on the weekend, 15th and 16th, you can go to the Milton Sports Center and the Milton Mall, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. to vote for me. And of course, election day is October 24th. You can find all the location on the Town of Milton website, milton.ca. If there are any questions that might help you decide in my favor, you are welcome to email me at votesamiraali at gmail.com. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Dimple. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation. I learned so much. I'm so invested in these elections this time. And it's, a, you know, it's an exciting time, actually. And to our listeners, all of this information will be in the show notes. So please check out the show notes. Join our Facebook community of moms on Facebook. That link is also in the show notes. And we are looking forward to speaking with you again next week. Samira, again, thank you so much. It's been such a learning opportunity and also such a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dimple, for taking the time out to be on your wonderful show. You're doing a great job. It is important for uh, all the moms to have a platform where they can gather and share their life's experiences because then we can learn from each other. We can lift each other up build each other up and I also want to thank you for providing a safe space for me where I was able to bring my whole self and I did not have to cut any corners in who I am and what I bring to the table so I thank you for that and I have all the best wishes for you your show and the success of your future endeavors thank you so much Samira and all the best to you I am always rooting for you in every way and Thank so have you. an awesome rest of the day, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. 
We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.